and welcome to the Gemma's Journey podcast. In today's episode, I talk to theatre maker Will Jackson of Quick Duck Theatre Company. Quick Duck Theatre make ridiculous queer shows with a lot of heart and a killer soundtrack. They're taking two shows to the Fringe Festival this year, one called Confetti and the other Fashion Spies. To find out more, keep listening. And welcome to the Gemma's Journey podcast. I guess we should start off by letting you say who you are and where you're from. Hi, my name is Will Jackson and I'm a theatre maker from Birmingham. So you're bringing not one, but two shows to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year. Would you like to tell us more about that? Uh, Yeah, we've got two shows going up. Uh, One is called Confetti, which is a show that I've written and I'm performing in. It's uh, a rom-com about a wedding planner who's organising his best mate's wedding. Um, So it would be the perfect wedding, uh, but along the way he has a little surprise romance of his own. Um, And when the audience arrive at the show, it's the hen party for the wedding and they're all kind of treated as guests for the occasion. They're all given little hen party bags with stuff for the night. So this includes like party poppers and hats and uh, torches and things. Um, And with all these... uh, With all this fabulous equipment, they help create the magic of the play. Um, So that's Confetti. And then Fashion Spies, uh, which I've written and directed, is a uh, a really fun family show. Um, All of their best fashion items from around the world have been stolen. uh, And we need the help from undercover agents, aka the audience, to help solve the case. Again, there's a slight interactive element here. Um, so there's uh, all the audience get spy kits when they come into a, a personalised name label with their new secret agent name on and really high tech expensive equipment. So we've got two cardboard teeths each and also a red cloth and a blue cloth. So, you know, really high tech yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, in the show, there's three actors kind of multi-rolling lots of different fun characters. Um, and yeah, it's been really good fun. We've had some support from the new Vic theatre in Stoke-on-Trent to help make these shows possible so it's really exciting to give them a proper life at the festival this year. And is this your first time at the Fringe Festival p- performing? Oh Gemma I'm an old hag. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I first went up in 2012 as a punter to see some of my mate shows and I've just been addicted since. Um, so shortly after that I am um, when I was 18, I got a job working box office at one of the venues, which was really cool. And if anyone's looking for a sort of good introduction and kind of affordable way to explore the French, I can't recommend that enough. There are lots of great venues that uh, that will pick you up and pay some good money to be there for the month. And you get to see lots of stuff as well as sort of bulk up that CV when you might not have that much experience in arts and theatre. So that's that was really cool. And it was also just really cool seeing what sold and what people were interested in and and how the artists found doing it and that totally informed how I take stuff up now um and then the last time I went up as an artist was in 2019 with my solo show Your Sincerely um which was a show about how I accidentally stole 300 stamps from the post office and the letters I wrote with them um which was a lot of fun so yeah it's really after a few years off it's really nice to be back and Fashion Spice was meant to go up in 2020 so it's so cool it's finally getting to have its life this year 
Yeah, so how, you know, obviously, you know, like I say, we have had, you know, lockdown and COVID and all that nasty, nasty mm-hmm. period. How are you feeling taking both these shows up to the, the Fringe Festival this year? It must be really exciting. It's, yeah, you know what, it's really, really exciting. And I think for, so Confetti, I was I was always planning on taking a new solo show up uh, in the next few years. And I'm really glad they're going up together. I mean, financially, it really helps taking two shows up in the same year. Um, but also... Um, I think it's just really cool having this time to really let the shows stew and develop and become the best they can be. In the time that we've had off, we've been able to get money for a designer to come on board. So we've got this really cool designer called Marie Terry, Maria Terry, um, who's this wonderful Midlands designer who's got sustainability very much at the heart of her practice. And she's really helped to elevate both shows. Um, and we just had the chance to make them slicker in the writing and the performance and everything. So yeah, I'm really excited to get them out and just and just see as much work as possible. It's been so long um, since I've been in that sort of environment and it can be quite on your on your lonesome a bit when you're just kind of touring your own stuff. So it's really cool to see what everyone else is making and uh, all the other exciting stuff happening. Yeah, definitely. That's what I love about The Fringe. I mean, like you, you know, I've, I've worked as a box office, I've, I've performed yeah. at The Fringe Festival and I've been as an audience member and that's what I love about it. You can see like a range of different like pieces of art and performance it's a fantastic place to to go if you're sort of new to theatre or even if you're not theatre you know you want to be in that you know in that world it's definitely a great place to start off with Absolutely. yeah 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 cool so I've watched both of the trailers for the shows they both look like a lot of fun <laughs> tell us tell us what can audiences expect because I just want to watch both and see both and just look fantastic. <laughs> you know those videos are, are fantastic Oh, cheers, Gemma. Um, yeah, a great night out for both. So I'd say Fashion Spies is for all ages. I'd say it's a bit like something like a Pixar film where there's definitely something in it for the kids, but also if you're someone who enjoys sort of more uh, comedy stuff, I'd say uh, classic sort of fans of these things would enjoy Fashion Spies. So if you love something like Ugly Betty or Devil Wears Prada, but also something like Spy Kids or maybe even Mighty Boosh and even sort of sketch comedy stuff like that, I think you'd really love Fashion Spies. That will be right up your street. Um, quite slick physical theatre. Um, and I mentioned the interactive stuff earlier, um, but it's uh, it's not, no one's ever going to be out of their seat. We're not going to pick anyone and make fun of them it's all just kind of make it more engaging for everyone and a bit kind of special and a bit out there but it's it's never um invasive or something like that um confetti very similar great night out i'd say this is very much for like uh 13 plus kind of vibe um and it's uh, this is your fans of your rom-coms and your storytellings and it's a lovely queer romance um which follows uh this character who's very much like a kind of celebration to the gay best friend characters we quite often see in films um i know when i watch uh rom-com films like um you know love actually or harry met sally i'm far more interested in the sort of wacky mates along the side or the sort of you know friends of the main romances or like notting hill the friends are what makes it in that film and same with and um, Bridget Jones, although Bridget's a wonderful character, like I always want to know more about the friends. Um, so I really wanted to explore a play which just gave one of these individuals a whole adventure and romance on their own. Um, so yeah, it's it's a great, uh, great laugh, really funny, and uh, hopefully it should be a, a really great night out. I'm really excited for audiences to catch both of them. 
Yeah. So what's the creative process then for making shows like this? Where do you start? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I get a hat, I write lots of words and I pull them out. Um, no, um, <laughs> I wish. Um, I think a big thing that always is a starting point for me as a maker is making work that I really want to see. And that might be work I wanted to see when I was younger or work that um, I want to see now that I'm not kind of, that I'm, you know, when you, you know, when you, you go onto Netflix or if you're browsing a theatre brochure and you're going, oh, I really want to see this. I really, and I'm, I'm not seeing anything kind of like that. Um, so that's always a big starting off point for me. Um, and I usually kind of start from the premise and then work inwards and then add all the fun details and stuff. So for example, with fashion spies, I really wanted to play with this idea of a sort of fun spy thriller which was really wacky and camp and over the top. And the title is what kind of came first. Um, so I listen to lots and lots of music and usually that kind of helps as a driving force. I always have a notes app and whenever I'm on a bus or a train, I usually go to town or whenever I'm doing the washing, that's usually when I have my best ideas. Um, and same with confetti, I really wanted to have fun with something um, very romantic, but also very funny. Comedy is at the heart of what I do, so it's always got to be a good night out for the audience. So then once I had the premise, it's sort of thinking, how do we include the audience in on this? So for confetti, it's guests at all of the events and the weddings and things, and for fashion spies, like, okay, they're undercover agents, they're coming on board with us and they're going to help decide the mission. And with fashion spies as well, there's a slight choose-your-own-adventure element, so they get to vote on different ways that the mission goes and succeeds or perhaps doesn't. Um, so yeah, that was always fun. And then from there, it's kind of like making it and adding all the full details and all the cogs and bits and pieces and kind of filling it in from there. So I find it so much easier to kind of treat it almost a bit like a paint-by-numbers once I've got the big picture for it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and does the venue commit me speaking to other artists who are performing at the Fringe this year? They've said that the venue they're at is what to tailor and cater their performance because of that. Is, is that the same for you? Or I mean, I'm going to be honest. We do most of our rehearsals in living rooms. Um, <laughs> so we are over the moon to be in a uh, a black box studio, which is where we're in. And I'm very lucky that I've performed in, it's a, a much more central location this year, which is great, but um, we're with assembly venues and it's a space and sort of uh, the venue is, I know very well. And actually I quite, I love, I'm, I'm such a square gemma. I love working with restrictions and then sort of using them as the sort of like, now we've got the box, we can start to think outside it. Yeah. So like, okay, it's got to be an hour, great. So that is the main thing, we can't overrun. And now we've only got this much room to play with in terms of staging space, great. Okay, that's the limitations. And we can only have this many actors or, you know what I mean? And I, I love that. I really enjoy having those in mind. And actually what's been really fun with the last show I took up, Your Sincerely, is very much making it for that space so that when we went to went on to tour it, it was really fun to build it and expand it and always take stuff away. But we always knew at our principle if we ended up at a similar sort of small space area, we can make it work. And I think that's what's so exciting is like having the scope to make these things bigger and more fantastic, but actually knowing that it's a great product and it can really excel in these smaller environments. Yeah. So I was looking on your, your Instagram of Quick Duck Theatre Company on your Instagram, and I love the bio that it says, we make ridiculous queer shows with a lot of heart and a killer soundtrack. So tell us about the journey of Quick Duck Theatre and how that all came about. 
Of course. So um, I studied drama and theatre arts at the University of Birmingham and I graduated back in 2017. Um, and I really enjoyed the course. There was a lot of quite, uh, it was very mixture of practical and the academic stuff, but I knew I really wanted to kind of start making stuff once I left. Um, so the first show I made was basically a whole load of mates from uni um, and who are still about the city. Some of them are still students. Um, and it was a show called Magic Hour, the Murder Mystery Disco. And it was a murder mystery in a nightclub where all the characters were in drag and you were an undercover detective and you had to solve the case. Um, so again, it's working with those restrictions. The only venue I could afford to hire was a nightclub on a Thursday and a Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> rather than, because you know, when you're starting out, like it's so expensive when you, you know, anything else, you're just finding cheap spaces to put on a show. Uh, but I had loads of mates who were just up for it and wanted to have a crack at making something. And it was really good fun and the show went really well. Um, and we got supported by uh, the new diorama theatre to take it to the National Student Drama Festival, where we were a graduate company and it picked up a couple of awards there, which was really cool. Um, so that was really exciting. And so it's just been making work in the Midlands, in Birmingham in particular, but been touring it around since there. Um, uh, at its core, there's uh, a few sort of key sort of production team members, so myself and Chaz Webb, who's our production manager, pretty much involved in every single project. And then we get in different freelancers for different projects, uh, depending on the scale and sort of size of it. Um, but we love doing weird, wacky stuff. It's always going to be a great night out and it's always going to be very queer and very funny. Um, it might not be the most deepest, profound thing in the world, but you'll have a good time. Yeah, I think that's what we need. Like after two years of darkness, I think we just need to laugh, uh, you know, enjoy ourselves oh, and just, do you know what I mean? And you can always slip the serious stuff in there, but I always find like, I don't know, for me, if I'm going to do something super serious, I'm just going to write a blog. You know what I mean? I'm not going <laughs> to charge if I... Yeah, and some people do it really, really well. This isn't a read of them. Um, because, you know, I, they, this is... I, I love the comedy stuff. I always find... I'm able to, if I want to explore like a serious topic or something, it's always really cool to look at it for a comedic lens. So for example, in Fashion Spies, there is a kind of uh, a soft lens of things like sustainability and environmentalism. Um, in Confetti, there's this idea of, um, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna say actually, I don't wanna ruin the surprise. Um, but there's, I think there's, uh, yeah, there's always, where, oh, like Yours in City, which is the last show I took up, um, was all about communication and isolation and how actually even though we've got all these devices and stuff it can be quite lonely for people um so yeah it's um I always find the silly stuff and the fun stuff and with the brightness you can always get into those trickier trickier topics yeah yeah and in the bio there it says killer soundtrack so a bit of fun here if you could choose a song or an artist that represented you know each show what would it be and why? Oh my goodness, such an incredible question, which <laughs> I, you said these in advance, spoiler alert to the listeners, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and I, it's, it's so hard. Um, so um, for Fashion Spies, it's gonna have to be um, Paloma Faith, Do You Want the Truth or Something Beautiful? Um, and it's all, there's a particular remix, which I'll just get up now actually. Um, which is the it is the um uh new york feet ghost face killer 
remix and it's just it's very glamorous and it kind of says in the title do you want this fantasy or do you want something real and I love that kind of thing and it just um it's very camp but also very slick and almost feels like you're in a kind of James Bond film um which I really love for that and then um for confetti um really really hard I'm gonna have to go with um needing slash getting by okay go which is a bit more of a kind of like rocky vibe but i do love them as a group um and it's just something that you'd like see in a classic sort of american rom-com movie where perhaps it's all gone wrong but maybe there's a sliver of hope in there um and yeah that was uh really fun and helpful in there um yeah those are the two songs i'm gonna pick for those <laughs> choice so at the time of recording it was recently pride month so mm -hmm. what's the lgbtqia plus scene like at the fringe festival do you think is there enough diversity within, within the program or do you think there's still more that needs to be done um i think there's always more work to be done and i think um that has to come with support because i think it's this really tricky thing where like um i think in particular when we see things like I think we could do a lot better in terms of like trans and non-binary representation in terms of queer artists at the fringe I think working class queer artists um queer artists from the global majority but I think a big thing of this is that the fringe is not a very financially accessible environment to bring up work mm. at the moment um and it's I think in terms of the next steps it's how we find those accessibilities I know as a company had we not had some quite major support from a theatre this year, we would not be taking two shows up. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think, I think in the same way that like, I, th I think it's, I think it's a big money thing for everyone. And I think, um, I think that also the more, I know I found this in terms of um, the more queer work I saw, the more confident I felt creating my own work and, mm -hmm making work in that sort of style so I think it's just creating more of a visibility around this stuff um and really shouting about it when it's exciting and when it's good because like I think only in the last sort of I don't know if you were going to say maybe 10 years ago in the sort of general artistic conversation queer work wouldn't be a sort of subgenre that it is now which is so exciting and I think we're only beginning to kind of scratch the surface in terms of the potential of what's capable so yeah I think I think just financially it's finding a way to make it more inclusive for everyone because at the moment it's it's really hard to take work up um yeah but some some cool stuff going up this year which is exciting yeah yeah I mean I remember so I went um we went with a, with a school we were we made great mm -hmm. theater company with the school and we went up and yeah we had to do so much fundraising in order to to get there and this was like back in 2012 you know it was difficult uh, difficult then um but like once once you do find funding or raise money it is totally worth it you know I don't want anyone to be put off and even if I mean I usually go the full month, but I'm probably just going to go for the day or the weekend. You know, even if you do that, you know, just go up for the day and make the full day of it. You know, you can see shows. Not not all the shows are that expensive either. Um, no. you know, it, 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 and also, I think there's some there's some tricks and some tricks for some free tickets. For example, is I know uh, for a lot of the so we're with a paid venue, for example, and you can always get your free tickets. But like if you go up on a sort of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday earlier in the week, all the tickets are a lot. Uh, cheaper and that first Monday Tuesday most of the shows are on a two for one discount yeah. um 
and I find those great. Have you got any other tips? Sorry, Gemma, if I put you off there. No, no, not at all. No, I haven't been to the Fringe for a very long time. So all these tips are new to me and are new to the, to the listeners as well. So thank you for, for sharing those. And another classic one is, so if you're going up near the beginning of the month, um, hang around in like the Pleasant Stone, Pleasant's Courtyard, George Square Gardens, because lots of companies um, will be papering because no one sells out in the first few days because reviewers haven't come in yet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know I'll be doing it um, and they go around literally with just free tickets being like we want some bums on seats we might have a reviewer in or something like that and actually that's not a bad place to just see some free stuff yeah. um, and check out the special special deals on sort of box office boards and check out the free fringe there's some amazing stuff uh, going on there but yeah lots of little sort of tricks and I think the earlier you go the cheaper stuff tends to be and also these trying to avoid the weekends if you get the time off work on sort of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's when the yeah. tickets are a bit cheaper yeah. as well. And, and do, you know, do leave reviews, you know, really helps people like yourself, artists, or go and you know, do leave reviews, even that's on, on Twitter and we're sharing their stuff. And oh, also take, taking the flyers, you know, when I was there flyering shows, you know, I'd hand out a flyer and then the people would just like throw it in my face or rip it up in my face or put it on the floor, okay. like, take it, go and see the show, you know, <laughs> respect the artists. <laughs> oh dear yeah it's absolute carnage i can't wait i can't I wait <laughs> so if people want to find out more about quick Tick theater or book tickets for the fringe festival where can they go this is your chance to promote all your websites and socials and things like that absolutely i think the easiest place to go is our link tree and then you can just get the stuff there so link tree l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e dash quick duck all our tickets website Get it through there find out more about us from there um and you can get tickets to our previews we've got some um in manchester coming up just before the fringe so if you're about in traffic sort of sale area we're at waterside arts with both shows before going up to the festival with um a festival called refract before we do edinburgh so do you come there uh but yeah all of our all of our infos there link tr.ee dash quick duck um and we'd love to see that or just go on the fringe website um or the assembly website and search for confetti or fashion spies uh on uh twitter we're at quick underscore duck underscore and on instagram and facebook we're quick duck theater so super easy to find give us a follow um and let us know when you're coming it'd be lovely to see you there yeah and i'll pop all of the all of those details and links in the in the show notes people can access them there as well so thank you will for appearing on my podcast today it's been a wonderful wonderful time to talk to you today thank you so much pleasure Gemma. thanks for thanks for having me on i feel very honored to have made the cut oh my gosh such (laughs) an exclusive club Thank you for listening to series four of Gemma's Journey podcast. If you liked this podcast, then please do share with your friends. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the episodes. And of course, if you do want more, then I'm Gemma's Journey on my blog on WordPress. So please do check that out.